Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 45. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about supporting someone on a weight loss journey, but more specifically, things that we learned about each other that were helpful to that journey in and of itself. Yeah, so Kevin and I have been together for so many years, and he was by my side when I started my journey to lose over 300 pounds. And so I thought that this would be a great episode to kind of talk about how we kind of learned about how to support someone, kind of the things I had to do that were going to help support me, the things that I need to express to Kevin that I needed his support on, and just a lot of growth and learning that the two of us had when it comes to supporting each other on a life journey, specifically with me and my weight loss journey. So this is really what we just want to share, some of the things we learned along the way and kind of what works for me in terms of the support I need from Kevin or my significant other for continuing on this path of weight loss. Right. So I think there's some things that that, that kind of is a two-way street things that you communicated and wanted from me and also things that I could do to help you, you communicating what's working and helping and what's not working and helping. Right. So in this episode, we really just wanted to sit down and talk and share about the top five things that really helped me along my journey, some of the things we learned along the way, and what's kind of continuing to help me now while I am on a weight loss journey so we can keep moving forward and supporting each other. Because it's not just Kevin supporting me because I'm on a weight loss journey. Like Life's not just about weight loss, and our relationship is just not about supporting someone on a weight loss journey, but it's creating a healthy, happy life for the two of us while I'm on a weight loss journey. And I think that's important key. Right. And these tips are going to be more so not necessarily weight loss tips, but like that tips on how to support somebody or how to have that open communication so that both people can be successful. Right. Because like I've stated before, our weight, especially for me when I was 500 pounds, doesn't just affect me. Being 500 pounds was not just my body, my weight. This is what I'm doing it does affect the people around you. And being that Kevin and I were in a relationship when I was 500 pounds, it's definitely something where it's not just affecting my life with my choices and what I'm doing. It's also affecting his his life. So it's a two-way street. And I think that's where I kind of wanted to talk about kind of these things. So if you find yourself wanting to support someone on a weight loss journey, or you're on a weight loss journey yourself, and you might need a little extra support, some of the things we both learned along the way that definitely help. So I get asked this question a lot, and this is more so from someone who maybe is not on a weight loss journey, but wants to support someone on a weight loss journey. And that question is, do I have to go on a diet or the same program as my significant other when they start dieting? Right. And I think right away with that, I think the answer would be no, you don't. I think the biggest thing right there is being open and honest and having those communication lines open to be able to say, this is what I need from you if you're the one on the weight loss journey, or this is what I'm going to be able to do to help you if you're the person supporting someone on that journey. And again, everybody in every situation is going to be different when it comes to what they want, what they need, and what's going to help them. 
Right. So for me, I'm a very strong-minded, strong-willed person, and I don't need someone to hold my hand and walk me through and do it with me when it comes to weight loss. So like when I started my journey, I didn't care if I was the only one in the world losing weight. I didn't need anyone to do it with me. I was just going to do it. Like I was that focused and dedicated on my weight loss. So I think that goes back to what Kevin said is everyone is different. But just because I'm choosing to lose weight doesn't mean I should assume or put that on Kevin or any other person that they have to do it too. Right. And the reason I chose to start and do and do the follow the program that you did was that I wasn't necessarily the, making healthy choices myself. So doing it together made it easy for both of us to start making some healthier choices. Right. So when I first started at 500 pounds, I did join Jenny Craig and Kevin decided to join with me. And it was definitely something we started together, which helped because it made meal prepping and planning and all of that easy. But I think for me, just knowing I had his support meant the world to me. And I think that doesn't necessarily need to come from that other person joining the same program or diet like Kevin did, but just knowing that they're fully invested, they fully support you, believe in you, and they want to do whatever they can to help you is tremendous in supporting someone. So no, you don't necessarily need to go on a diet or the program or do what that person's doing. But like Kevin mentioned, just knowing you're there to support them is huge. And I think another thing that kind of helps or goes along with that is creating a healthy schedule or a healthy routine together. Because even if someone doesn't have weight to lose or wants to lose weight, we can all benefit from building healthy habits. We can all benefit from exercise and healthy eating and drinking water no matter what. So if you can create kind of those healthy routines or a healthy schedule that works for the two of you, I think that definitely helps. Whether you're eating the same meals or not, make sure you're eating dinner together. Make sure if you're cooking something and you want your significant other to try it, there's that support that they're willing to at least try it or be invested in what you're doing. And it's not, oh my gosh, why would I eat that? That looks so gross. (laughs) Like, it's not necessarily what they have to eat for dinner, but it's just supporting you. Cooking meals that are similar. If you're cooking pizza, they can cook pizza. It doesn't have to be the same pizza, But those things really helped me specifically. And Kevin was also great. When I joined a gym, he joined the gym with me. And so it was something we were able to do together. And that tremendously helped me. So if you're working out at home, at a gym, if you can create that routine together and work out together, that's a huge support in itself. Right. And at the same time, I think there's like that benefit of I don't feel like going today, but you're going with someone else. That's just the routine. They'll kind of pull you along, not in a negative way at all, but just like, okay, I don't feel like going, but oh, we're, come on, let's go. We're going. This is just what we do. There's some, there's some positivity in that. If you, if you're able to create those habits with someone else. Right. And that definitely goes both ways for the person who's trying to lose weight or the person who's just trying to do it for health benefits to do exercise, that motivation going both ways. I know for me, made me feel like it's not constantly just about him supporting me and motivating me where I could be that for him on the days that he didn't feel like going. So just that little bit of I'm helping him in a way because he's helping me so much made me feel really good too, that I could give to him 
back a little bit as well. Right. And I think that's the other key or the other point I was going to bring up is that it's, you're not going to be 100% motivated, inspired to go do healthy eating, the exercise and all of those things every single day. Like that's just the reality of it. You're not going to want to do it every day. And so when you have that partner or that person with you, it kind of gives you like that extra push from behind to say, okay, come on, you're going to do it. And it's okay. Even if you don't feel like doing it, these are just right to make it happen. And even like what Kevin and I do, because we work out at home now, he doesn't do the same workout as me, but we know when I get home from work, I put my workout video on and I do it. He's not doing that workout video, but he's either in the garage at that same time on the treadmill or the bike, or he's outside going for a walk or run, playing basketball, whatever he's doing. So it's at the same time, we're both taking time for ourselves, even though it might not be together doing the same thing. That definitely helps me feel motivated to get my workout in because we're still doing it together. So I think that's the key is no, you don't have to be on a weight loss journey, but creating a healthy routine or schedule that work for both of you so you both feel motivated and can inspire and encourage each other definitely is key and definitely helps me out a lot. So the second thing that definitely helps a lot, which is probably number one, is communication and not just communication, but listening. And I think this is key because when I'm struggling, I keep it all in. That's something I'm working on now, but I keep it all in. And I expect Kevin to know I'm upset. I expect him to know when I was struggling and needed help. And then it's like you get frustrated because they're not supporting you or helping you when you're struggling and they should know you're struggling. So that's definitely something I've been working on a lot throughout these past years (laughs) is really communicating my wants and needs with Kevin, but like with everyone. And it's something I have to remind myself all the time, like people are not mind readers. And if I need help, I need to ask for help. I can't just sit back and wait for someone to offer that help. If I truly am struggling and I need something, it's learning to speak up and communicating your wants and your needs with the other person. Right. And I think that's a perfect way to put this. And I think I would add one thing to this. This is not just a tip as far as weight loss goes. I think this is a tip as far as like relationships go. Exactly. (laughs) Whether it be like a life partner or family or work or wherever that may be, like communication and listening is such a, a big thing that can help you overcome so many obstacles and hurdles. Exactly. And like I said, I'm one who keeps a lot in. And it's something, like I said, I'm working on, but I keep it into a point where I don't say anything and weeks go by and then it just keeps piling on top of each other. And then all of a sudden Kevin can say, hey, what do you want for dinner? And I like attack because I'm at my point. Like I can't hold it in anymore. And the littlest thing sets me off. And it's not just with Kevin, it's with my mom and my sister and my like every single person. And so if you can communicate when you're frustrated, when you're having a hard time, when you're upset, when you're struggling... And then not only that, be able to let them know what they can do to help support you. And I tell Kevin this too, it's, I just want you to be able to listen to me so I can vent and get all this out. Even if there's not a solution, even though there's nothing you can do to fix it, just knowing I can get it off my chest and that you care enough to listen is huge. And with that comes the listening where you're able to listen to what others are struggling with or what they're communicating with you in a way where you're not going to make them feel guilty or shameful for what they're feeling or doing or their actions, especially with 
if it comes to weight loss or food. And me being I'm in binge eating recovery, I have specific foods that are really triggers for me. If they're in the house, I really have a hard time with them. And so that's my responsibility to communicate with Kevin about those triggers. So it goes back to that number one point is if they're not on a weight loss journey and they're eating whatever they want, if there's something specifically that's really hard for you or really triggering, you have to be able to bring that up. And it's not, you can never eat this, this can't be in the house, you shouldn't do this, but it's communicating it in a way where they see where you're coming from and saying, you know what, I'm really struggling with having chips in the house right now. Maybe just for this week, if you want chips, you're going to eat chips, you do it outside, you do it at work, you do it away, because for me right now, that's hard for me to be around. And I think that's where it has to come, that listening and that communication. Absolutely. And I think the biggest thing with this one is it's not easy. Oh, no. And especially when you're struggling, communicating and being open about those things is one of the hardest things to do. So I think the the easier or not the easier, the more that you can practice that and even start thinking about that, the easier it's going to be to put that into practice and put it into place and actually do it. Right. And it's not coming from a place of attacking that person. Like, don't you know, I can't eat chips. I'm trying to lose weight. You're so insensitive. You're eating it around me. And then the other person going on the defensive too and saying, why can't I eat this? I'm not on a weight loss journey. You can't tell me what to eat or what to do. It's really meeting in that middle and listening with an open ear and open heart and truly listening to what that person's expressing to you for what they need and what they want. And I think that brings us right into number three, which is don't dismiss someone's feelings. And again, this is in life, but specifically what we're talking about, like in weight loss or with us and our relationship is if I'm upset and I'm standing on the scale and every day I'm crying for Kevin not to say stop crying it doesn't matter why are you crying it's not a big deal it's just a number and we've had this conversation before dismissing someone's feelings doesn't help them feel better and that goes for anyone if someone's upset or angry or frustrated or in a bad mood, telling them to stop being that way because it doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter, or they shouldn't be upset, isn't going to help someone not feel that way. No, absolutely. I, and I think the other thing with that is telling them to move on or get over it isn't going to make it go away either. Right. So by maybe having a conversation about why they're feeling the way they're feeling or something that you can do to kind of deflect that energy away from that focus on the scale or on the number or whatever that may be is more helpful than saying, oh, don't feel that way. It's not a big deal. Like, obviously, it is a big deal. They're upset about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've this is part of me communicating and working on that. But it's communicating to Kevin. I feel upset right now because that number on the scale is not what I want it to be. And I know it doesn't matter. But right now I'm really having a hard time with it. And then being able to ask those questions, this is what I need from you. Maybe you can do this. How can I support you? What can I do to make you feel better? All of those questions help so much more than it's just a stupid number on the scale. Get over it. It doesn't matter. And I think that goes back to like that communication on both sides of what can I help you do to feel better? But then also for me, being on the weight loss side is can you just hug me or hold me and let me cry until I can feel better? And just knowing they're there for you sometimes is all I need. But that definitely goes back to that communication and really 
you know, being open and honest with your feelings and what you're going through without dismissing what someone else is going through at the same time. And then the fourth one, and it's one I recently learned through therapy because I'm very guilty of this throughout my whole weight loss journey, is not making your significant other or your family member, whoever it is, hold you accountable. And I used to tell Kevin all the time, don't let me eat this. Starting tomorrow, I'm never going to eat out again. Don't let me eat out. Don't let me do this. Make sure I work out. Make sure I get my workout in. And I would pretty much put him as the accountability police to try to have him hold me accountable when I was struggling. And I think that is such a dangerous place to go because it can definitely affect your relationship. It can definitely affect how you are with each other. And because I know Kevin loves me so much, there's no way if I'm on a binging spree and I'm sitting there with my face stuffed in a bag of chips, is he ever going to come over and say, hey, stop eating that. You shouldn't be doing that. Like that's not what he's going to do. And that's not what he should have to do. That's not his job. That's not his responsibility. And so putting that extra pressure or that you need to hold me accountable especially for like a significant other, a partner, whatever it is, is so dangerous. I think, too, it could be dangerous to do that to a family member, whether that be mom, dad, sister, sibling, whoever that is. Because, again, if you're having, especially if someone who's struggling with an eating disorder, those habits and behaviors came from somewhere. And more than likely, they were learned by watching mom, dad, sister, whoever that may be, have struggles with those things themselves. And so... Asking that person to then be accountable or hold you accountable is, again, a double-edged sword. Right. And then if they go to those words of, don't eat that, that's bad, don't be bad, don't eat that, you're going to be bad, it's reinforcing that eating disorder, that disordered way of thinking and eating. Because what we have to think about is those people, mom, dad, sister, brother, partner, significant other, are not trained to help you with these types of things. They are not trained to know how to keep you accountable accountable in a healthy way. And so for me to sit here and say, Kevin, don't ever let me eat this again. Make sure I get my workout. Make sure I do this. He's not trained, number one. Number two, that's not his job because he would never smack food out of my face and say, stop eating this. And that's why I think it's so important. And again, banging everyone over the head with this, but Speaking to someone, therapy, if you're really struggling with this, is key because it definitely helps figure some of these things out. Because if I kept having Kevin hold me accountable and then I would eat something that I told him not to allow me to eat, I would then get mad at him. Why would you let me eat this when that's not his job? But ever since going to therapy and realizing some of these issues and patterns and behaviors I was doing, I was able to switch it over And start thinking differently about it and realizing, you know what, it really is not his job. It's not my mom's sister's brother's aunt's job to keep me accountable. It's my accountability. It's what I'm doing. It's the choices I'm making that matter. Not having them and then blaming them because that's another defense mechanism for what you're doing. I was just going to say that I think ultimately, again, if you want those results, then you have to hold yourself responsible if that's what you want. Asking someone else to hold you responsible is, again, giving you a place to kind of push that blame Mm -hmm. aside. Oh, I didn't do it because you didn't do it for me or you didn't hold me accountable. If you want the results, you have to do the work. Right. You're the one eating cookies. So that made me eat cookies. It's your fault. Right. 
Like that's not taking the accountability for what you're doing and the choices and the decisions that you're making. Because ultimately, what you choose to put in your mouth, not put in your mouth, any of those things, that's your choice. It's no one else's choice. Like I always say when I was 500 pounds, no one was shoveling food down my face and encouraging me to eat. Those were all my choices. Same thing when it comes to weight loss now. Everything I'm doing is my choice and I need to take responsibility for it not try to put that on someone else, especially a significant other or especially someone who's not trained in helping you. Because if you put that accountability in the wrong hands, it could just push you deeper into the distorted eating, this distorted way of thinking as well. And the fifth one and the final one I kind of wanted to talk about today is being proud. So whether you're someone who's supporting someone on a weight loss journey or you're on a weight loss journey yourself, it's just being supportive, encouraging, and really being proud of that person for the progress that they are making. Because for me, it's hard sometimes for me to see the progress I'm making because I'm so hard on myself. I have some body dysmorphia. I mentally am struggling with my own self-worth, love, self-esteem. So it's hard for me to look in the mirror or sometimes feel that proudness, be proud of myself. And so when it just comes genuinely from someone else, It just adds to me feeling good about myself and wanting to keep going. So, of course, not the forced every day. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. But genuinely telling someone that they're doing a good job. I'm so proud of you. You're so strong. How do you feel after that workout? That workout looked hard. How do you feel? You did a really great job at it. All of those things that Kevin would say to me helped boost my self-esteem a little bit and to start seeing those things within myself that I wasn't able to see before. Right. And I think the key to being able to show or share that with other people is being aware of what's going on and the changes that you're seeing in that person. By working out alongside you every day, you see you able to go faster, longer, more weight, those things. You see that progress being made. They're probably not noticing that themselves. Mm -hmm. It's being there and being present and aware of watching the changes that are happening that they aren't going to notice for themselves. Right. And not just physical, but like sometimes I wear my heart on my sleeve sometimes and I don't speak up, but you'll see it on my face sometimes if I'm struggling or when I'm deep in thought, like I'll kind of zone out. Like you can see, like if you know me well, you can physically see some of those characteristics of when I'm really struggling or pushing or thinking And there's been a few times where Kevin has noticed, I'm really proud of you. I saw you really struggling to eat X, Y, or Z. And the choice you made or how you handled that, I'm so proud of you for that. When I wasn't even realizing that I was doing that, that goes such a far way in helping someone continue on their journey. Like it, it, there's no even words for when you're struggling and someone says, yes, you were struggling, but look what you did. And that's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. Those little things definitely add up. Just like every day we don't see progress. Every day, like you kind of hear this, you start, I don't even know the words. (laughs) Like it's just so amazing. Those little bit of words of encouragement and that little bit of support that might not seem like anything that can mean the world to someone else. Well, I think that's much like it is when you say things to yourself you think them it's one thing but when you say it out loud to yourself that's something else Mm -hmm. like there's some kind of like connection to actually hearing it out loud and making it like 
believe it stronger, I guess, is what happens mm-hmm. when you hear it as opposed to just thinking it. Right. And for me, a little thing is like I was able to do jumping jacks again a few months ago and it didn't seem like a big deal to me. I was just like, okay, I could do jumping jacks again. And then hearing Kevin say, oh my gosh, you did so many jumping jacks. You must feel so good. I was like, oh yeah, that is a big deal. I should be proud of myself for that. It's little things like that where you just take it for granted and you don't truly feel that own pride in yourself all the time. Or it's like, oh yeah, that was cool, but you don't really like celebrate it. And so hearing someone else where it's not, oh, I'm so proud of you. You lost 20 pounds. How much did you lose this week? Wow, I'm so proud of you. But it's those little changes that you're making every day. When people start noticing that and you can share that with someone, that just means so much more than, oh, wow, you look good. You've lost weight. Like, I'm proud of you. You've lost 30 pounds. Right. By sharing those little minute details, again, that they're probably not noticing themselves, it really reinforces that what they're doing is working. Right. And so so I think overall, what's really helped Kevin and I is really creating a healthy lifestyle together, creating healthy habits together. And whether Kevin's on a weight loss journey trying to lose weight or not, it's really just creating something that works for both of us in where we're at in this point in our life, where it's not necessarily Kevin has to do WW with me. It doesn't mean he has to track his food. That doesn't mean we have to be eating the same foods or doing the same exercises. But if you can create that healthy boundaries, those healthy limits, the communication, the healthy lifestyle, I think that is the definite number one key in this whole supporting someone on a weight loss journey. If it's someone you live with, a significant other, something like that is really creating something that works for the two of you. Right. Because again, if somebody's all in and the other person's all the way out, how does that work? Right. It could be very difficult if you're constantly shoveling food in your mouth while someone's trying to lose weight and you're like, oh yeah, you go work out. I'm just going to lay on the couch in bed and watch movies all day. Go have fun at your workout. It's very hard. And so that's where it goes back to. It's not that they have to be doing the same thing as you. It's not that they have to be doing the same choices as you. But it's really being open and honest with what you need and creating that healthy lifestyle together because everyone can benefit from a little bit of exercise. But I think it it comes to sharing a common vision of where you want to go as in a partnership. Like, where do you want this to go? Where do you want to end up? Because, again, if one person is laying in bed eating endlessly and the other person's working out and eating healthy, the, the vision of where you're going is two different places. Right. And so I think that's where that communication is key, where expressing your wants, your needs, and creating that lifestyle that you can both... Right, that works to get you where you want to go. Right. So with that, I think we'd like to wrap this all up by saying thank you for taking the time to listen to our conversation today. If you could also help us out by recommending our podcast to someone who might find benefit from listening to our conversation, that would help us out tremendously. There's one other way you could help us out, and that would be taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And one last thing, remember, it's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.